This show Ball is sack your balls. This, this show is presented by Manscaped. Uh, sign up for 20% off at manscaped.com using the promo code Dangle. Yeah. That's right. He's been listening, and so should you. Jesse Blake. If I would have told you that the Leafs would roll into Florida on a back-to-back and take three or four points, would you be happy with that? Listen, I hate this motivational quote calendar shit that Leaf fans are doing. Stop pretending like you're not mad. I'm a little mad that they that they let the game slip away, but I'm also yeah. like, if you're gonna go off of how you should feel after the game, Sheldon Keefe is about the about as honest as it gets, and he, oh, yeah. he was like, you know what? I know we lost the game, and I know we gave up a lead, but. To be honest with you, I felt like we did a lot of good things. <laughs> His they, perspective they after the game was the correct one. Because yes. he he put it in context of the last five games. Yes. Where he said, I wanted to go into this stretch of games and come out knowing that our team can hang with the best teams in the National Hockey League. And I came out of this stretch knowing that the Leafs are just as good as any team. They are. That is the right perspective to take from the Florida game. Yes. But. No, there's no but. You, you're throwing the butt there. There's not a correct but. There's no. The, the, it is a correct but. It's, they blew a 5-1 lead. They did. Mm-hmm. But it's and. And they did that, which uh, when you take it into perspective, Ooh. it's like, eh, it's okay. Well, I like listen, that. I'm not, it's and. I don't, I'm not one to ignore ignore that. But like, okay, if uh, they've blown 5-1 leads, like when they lost this year to the Senators <laughs> last year. Remember when the Senators came back from like a 5-1 or a 6-1? Oh, Adam, do I remember? Okay, so that was bad. The, the Red S- Wings came back from 7-2. That's right. There you go. That that's bad. The Florida Panthers. I'm like, well, they're the best team in the NHL. Not that, not that I want that to happen. Do I want the Leafs to be able to lock it down? Sure, I do. Does a goal? You know, do they have yet another injured goalie? Yes, it appears they do. Oh my god. Um, and and, and I think I just look at it like, okay, if they're if if it's gonna happen, I don't mind it happening on the second half of a back to back against two of the five top teams in the NHL. I don't mind that. And they I, really. Man, they killed Tampa. Like Tampa was, oh. they weren't in it. They weren't in the game. They weren't in it. And then Florida, man, man, the ah, best, best, I really wish they pulled it out. Best hockey they've ever played in that second period. It was unbelievable. Against that, the Panthers. Yeah, against oh, Panthers. that first man. five minutes was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. unbelievable. Dominant. Mitch Marner's a, a demon, like an actual yeah. unholy Tasmanian devil monster, mm-hmm. little tiny skinny monster who just, <laughs> that's Mackenzie Weger. He took a dump on his head. Yeah, and then and then and then Uyghur the next time he tr- game. Oh, no. the next time he tried to get by, by Uyghur, Uyghur just tripped him. Yeah, yeah remember just, on the on the power <laughs> led to a power play. Now yep. I think I think really when you t- when you look at the key of that game, there's a couple of things that I thought were a little bit funny. Um, the the Trey, Troy uh, Troy Brody like uh, uh, TJ TJ Brody. I don't know why I said Troy. Was there a Troy Troy, Troy Bodie? That was a Troy Brody. TJ Brody. Why TJ- do- I'm tired. It's been a long. T- I Troy didn't sleep Bodie last night. worked. For the Leafs after Did playing he? for them. I remember who, him playing for them. Who is that? He He's, was a fourth liner from like 15, 16. Fourth liner, and if I'm not mistaken, Tim Lewicki's son-in-law? I think so. Yes. Yeah, I think there was something to that. Yes. Now, I, I uh, with this, um, I, I thought I thought uh, TJ Brody getting the, the breakaway goal, and then I think he was half responsible for the too many men like 30 seconds later. Or not breakaway goal, breakaway attempt. Oh, almost. That, yeah, he oh, didn't score. Yeah. Mitch Marner just like lacrosse it up the ice to him. So good. It was a crazy pass. It was a crazy setup. And, and Brody almost scored. And then, uh, and then of course, you've got, like right after that, you've got 
a mishmash of weird penalties that happen, starting with the Leafs' too many men. Yep. And then Florida gives Another. away their power play, and the Leafs give away their power play, and it happens a few times in a row. That was after that extremely dominant first part of the second period. And I think, you know, when you're in the second half of a back-to-back and you're playing your special teams over and over and over again, you are going to start to run into trouble. Mm-hmm. You are, and the Panthers got the Leafs scrambling. Mm. And people talk about, like, open ice and four-on-four and wacky hockey, fire wagon hockey, is, as that's the Leafs thing. High event. I don't think it is. No? No, I, I don't. I think they've actually done... Uh, there's somewhere in the middle of they obviously don't do the ultimate heavy stuff, but that fire wagon ridiculousness is the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely the Florida Panthers. And when the game gets a little scrambly, it gets away from the Leafs and they go through these several minute stretches after playing really good hockey where it all goes to waste. Right. And the Panthers sort of took advantage of that. Also, I sent several pictures to Jesse of five of the goals that were scored. And uh, there's a theme. What's the theme, Steven? Uh, There is a Panther less than five feet from the goal line for all five of them. All five. The Goudastinker. That doesn't surprise me. Where are the Leafs when you talk about that? Explain the pictures that you're talking about. Oh, sorry. So the Leafs are (laughs) on the wrong side of their goalie. Basically, so the Panther gotta, is the closest player to the goalie. There you go. Closest player to That's the That's a problem. And all five of them. All five. The goodest stinker aside, and three on three to me doesn't count in terms of like evaluating your team. Uh, the, the Leafs have done a much better job sort of dealing with this problem recently. And the Panthers, holy shit, did they tear that wound right back open. It's it's pretty bad, but that's what they're capable of doing. They're capable of doing it. I still am not totally convinced of them as a as a playoff team. Like they can certainly win around. Mm-hmm. Certainly, they could even win too. They could go to the final. I'm just I'm not convinced you can win a cup like this, which has been. It, I mean, it makes sense that I think that. I've been saying that about the Leafs for how many years? Yeah, there's two things I saw in particular from the Panthers where I'm like. They, I, I'm not penciling them in for a deep run here because we're coming up to bracket time about a month away. Yeah, we're going to fill out our NHL brackets. And I'm, just, I'm like earmarking, okay, who do I like here? And like uh, that game out of the Panthers, I'm like, okay, maybe a round or two because their special teams, uh, not great, especially on the penalty kill. Power play is pretty good. The power play is unbelievable. But the penalty kill, when, when the four defensemen, they're running this little box that they have in front of the net. And every single time a puck goes to the corner, the four the four players on the ice overcommit, and it led mm. it led to two goals directly uh, from the Leafs sending the puck to the weak side where the other guys open, just swinging it around. And it was so easy. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so you guys haven't fig- figured out your penalty kill. And then uh, the other thing is their defense, the bottom pairings of uh, Sherratt and Gudis, heavy guys. But are they? Are how many minutes are they playing in the playoffs? And then Forsling, Forsling looked just very weak in uh, several different areas. He's good offensively. He's good offensively. Defensively, he wasn't there. And then Uyghur got walked a couple times. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, Panthers, you got a lot of great things going offensively, but we need to figure out this defensive part of the game. Now, struggling without Ekblad. Without, yeah. without, without Ekblad, yeah. With, without very sounding important. biased, because I un- obviously understand the connection, Jonathan Huberto had a night last night. 
<laughs> All right. He did. Okay. Three assists, two goals. Yeah, might I say heart trophy-esque? <laughs> I really, I was thinking of mean tweets to send to Alan that he wouldn't take seriously. I don't, I just want I don't to think like, Alan I'm, would take anything Alan, that seriously. Alan, I'm going to kick you though. in the chest. I, I can't. I'm kicking you off the network. You should have told him to save it at uh, four points. That's right. Five's too much. Five is way too much. Far I, too he's much. got a contract, Alan. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. It was, uh, it, it was a heck of a night for Hubert O. And I think. Uh, the Florida Panthers are, are I feel like a little like the Leafs a bit on steroids. And yeah. the thing with, with, with Bobrovsky was, and I thought this going into the game, and I almost tweeted it but didn't, is as good as he's been, he can be that as bad. That as bad. <laughs> I, I mean. You know, and that he was last night. I, it was nice to hear Ray Ferraro. I love Ray Ferraro. I wish he was on more of the broadcasts. I understand he's on the wrong network to do that. But man, he uh, he's like... He actually is the only guy who will go on television and go, goalie should have had that. Yeah. No, all, no other former player will blame anything on a goalie ever. And Ray uh, Farrell is like, Craig you know, Simpson. sometimes Simpson. you need to save. Oh, Simmer does yeah. that. Okay. Simmer does that as the all-time leading uh, shooting percentage leader. Is that what he is? Yeah, he is. If, look it up. He is, has the... What's the minimum amount of games? Oh, well, he well, played a lot. Okay. I don't know. But you, like, look what, it up. What His career shooting yeah. percentage is like... It's stupid. Damn. I don't even remember what it is. But he, and I brought it up. He played 634 games. 634. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. It's a lot of games. Only that many. Um, I was like, did you know that you hold a record? He goes, the shooting percentage record? Yes, I knew. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That's well, there hilarious. You go. Yeah, the goalie thing is very interesting to bring up because the four goalies play that game. It was, it was awful goaltending by everybody. Yeah. And is, is, it, is it unmanly to wear a neck guard? To wear what is it? Is it unmanly for a goaltender to wear the little thing that dangles oh, from your I neck? Oh, I understand what you're going. Patrick you know? Wall used to wear it, and he was yeah. a man. He why, was why so can't perhaps too much, too much man? Yeah. Why can't we go back to goaltenders wearing the little neck dangler so that this thing that happened with Shalgren doesn't happen? Well, it didn't hit him in the top of the head, uh, or did it hit him in the neck? No, it looked like it hit him in the neck. I thought. I, See, I was confused too because I don't know if it was the shot that we saw in the replay or one that happened previously. Okay, oh. but he, also, he, he, he definitely got there's stunned. Two neck, pro, no, two neck things that happened. One, he got cross checked when yeah. uh, everybody was going into the children. Yeah, yeah. When the his, the I forget who who got pushed into the neck and Muzzin pulled him out. Muzzin's the one who pushed him into the goalie. Oh. Remember the little play in front, and then Muzzin actually also pulled him out. His stick went into Shogun's neck, and he got pushed into the neck. And then that shot, I thought it hit him in the neck there, and that's why it came out. Uh... No, he was stunned, apparently, according okay. to Sheldon Keefe. So take from that what you will. I mean, it could have hit him in the bottom of the mask and you know scrambled his, his eggs a, a, a little bit. Um, that's why, man, like it really doesn't take much, even with a mask, so... When Dave Riddick used to practice taking pucks off the mask, <laughs> Casimir Kaskiswell used to do that too. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know why. I feel like you should minimize the punches to the head. I don't know. You know, but all goaltenders in that game were awful, and you know, and the they're all good goaltenders. Credit to the offense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're strong. It's strong teams, and I, I, the the other thing, Campbell had that one ridiculous. I, thing. I noticed a couple things with the Panthers. The lanes were open. You, you, all the Leafs forwards had to do was sidestep the defense on the, on the Florida Panthers, and they were in for a shot. And, and honestly, that game really could have gone either way because there was the TJ Brody um, miss, and then Who? there was the... Yeah, exactly. And Ilya Mikheyev was pretty close as well. Yeah, and, you know, and, and he keeps pulling that same move, and it still always works. It's great. Yep. 
And I think TJ Brody tried the same, that yeah, same yeah. right And left. then the Campbell pad save, right Andrew, pad save. That yeah. was crazy. And, you know, for him to come in cold like that mm-hmm. was awesome. I hope Shalgren's okay, by the way. I really do. We do need a yes, backup goalie. I think he'll be okay. Unless they have to, re, you know, reanimate the corpse of Carter Hutton. I Apparently, he might join the Marlies. Really? I don't know. Okay. It'll be Hutch, if anything. But yeah. Shalgren looked, it looked harmless <laughs> in the end. Hutch, Hutch is like um, Martin Marincin. If he is on the roster or if he's on the 50 contracts, he's playing. He's the buoy. He's, he always comes back. The yep. buoy. He's the buoy. He's the goalie <laughs> buoy. Um, I also uh, lost in the equation is Joseph Wool, who is hurt. I don't know when he's coming back, though. Yeah, and you'd probably need him to get his confidence back at the A level before you're bringing him to the end. And Hari Sateri uh, still just practicing with the Coyotes. That's Good great. Job, That's awesome. Excellent. Um, the okay. the last thing though I wanted to kind of mention, and I thought this was an interesting choice, was bringing Jake Muzzin in, and and shoehorning the Muzzin Hall pairing together, and sitting Labushkin, and and I think if anybody, the one thing that Leaf fans can all agree on is that Labushkin's come in and done exactly what he was built to do: move bodies. He moves bodies and he shuts you down defensively, and that's sort of all they wanted. So it was interesting to pick essentially what is their most defensively solid player and pull him out of the lineup against the Panthers and put in the pairing that has been the worst pairing the Leafs have been able to put together this year and put them together again in Jake Muzzin's first game. I thought it was really yeah. weird that they started him against the Panthers. It's not fair to him. I think it's really weird that they continue to try Muzzin Hall because Hall has looked so much better without him. Yeah, I... See, it worked last year, and I wonder if the thought was, okay... This will be an easier transition for Muzzin. Mm-hmm. And also Hall's been really good recently. He so has. so let's see if it works this time. Uh, considering how many games they have left in the season, I'm willing to try that one, maybe two more times just to confirm. But I would much rather go without it. And I would like to see what I think I would like to see. Let, let me figure this out. Let me make sure I got it right. Riley Boosh. Mm-hmm. Giordano. Geo Lilligren, but as the third pair. Yeah. Second pair, uh, Muzzin Brody. Wow. Brody on the right. You you get a you get a spear and a shield on each pairing, sort of. Giordano and Lilligren are like combo breakers. But um I just Hall ain't it, man. That's supposedly that pairing was on for five goals. Mm-hmm. Or oh, so- they were they before the five goals were even scored, they were atrocious, though. Like, you could see it. And, yeah, and you can't. You I, can't. You can't. You can't. They were the weakest part out there when it was 5-1. Yeah, and, like, big for nothing. That's the biggest pair yeah. out of the three. Big for nothing. Well, Muzzin threw some hits. It's so what? So what? I'm just... It's, it's got to be... It's move people from in front of the net. Fuck a hit. Fuck, throw zero hits as long as you move people from the front of the net. If you have zero hits but also zero goals against because you did your job and moved people from the general vicinity of where goals are scored. Come on. Ah, it's no, that's that pair drives me nuts. Someone tell uh, Gio he can't get away with everything. <laughs> okay, what? that was such a <laughs> shitty penalty. What was he doing? Gio, he's, he's old and he thinks he can get away with everything. Yeah. And it was needless. <laughs> like Lilligren was right he, there. He thought nobody's going to care. 
He they thought, did. He thought, I'm just going to do this. And they're going to let me get away with it. And everyone's like, no, you can't do that. Well, and as a veteran, like, again, they always talk about the feel of the game. Like, what gave you the impression they weren't going right. to call a penalty in that game? There were a thousand. Right. It was so blatant. Yes. And, uh, it affected possession directly. Yeah, and it led to a power play. It was awful. It was it's just awful. Not good. Not smart. Yeah, defense just entirely from the Leafs. What? It wasn't. <laughs> It was the second I not good. What do you, not what, do you know? what do you call this? <laughs> no, because I, I in real time I was like, oh, it's icing. Yeah. Oh, there's a penalty. Oh, Geo looks upset, and they showed the replay. I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, why did you? Yeah, and well, what's he smashing his stick against the glass right. for? Like, why'd you call it? Huh? <laughs> I committed an infraction, but why'd you call it? Yeah. What happened to my sport? And they started calling the, the rules. I suppose. Like, I, yeah. yeah. Listen, he's. Yeah, I like him. I do. Mm-hmm. I like him, but he does do some silly goose things. He does. And I would like him to not. I like it in, in the sense that I hope he gets away with some stuff come the playoffs, but that's too far. You're never going to get away with that, though. <laughs> right, that's no. what I'm saying. You no. can get away with dirty stuff. You <laughs> yeah. can, you can, you're more likely to get away with punching someone in the face after the whistle yes. than you are with affecting possession before the whistle. Speaking of the tripping after the whistle. Oh, man. Beauty. Yeah. Do you do you remember? Um, who oh, tripped so him? much happened, dude. There were thirteen goals. Uh, I forget who got. I think it was Brody who got tripped because Bunting went in there and uh, pushed somebody, and then the Florida Panthers player came back and tripped him, and it came after the whistle, and they called it a tripping call. They did. Yes. <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm gonna pull up the. I'm, beautiful. There's too a many trip penalties. after the whistle. Yes. yes that yes. can't be common. Now against the Tampa Bay Lightning, we should mention the Tampa Bay Lightning game because we have not had the chance to talk. That's about true. It. Oh yeah. Um, the fact is that the Leafs were went in there dominant basically from the beginning. This is like, man, we're identifying soft targets in the schedule, right? So Matthews has got to light up the Flyers. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> sorry, I was a game off. What? Sorry, what I meant to say was he's going to get a hat trick on the back-to-back reigning Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Holy shit. That guy was on another level in that game. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to dominate Tampa like that and then play 60 solid minutes the next night. It is. Yeah, it I is. really off, oh, man. 3 out of 4 points. Like I'm not I'm not erasing the fact that it's concerning that the Leafs have sometimes uh a propensity to give up big leads. Uh but that's what this team is. And they win anyway. I'm not going to try to spin this as a good thing, but had the Leafs, like, let's say they won 5-1 mm-hmm. over Florida. Uh, oh, boy. The ba- <laughs> the bandwagon would oh. be shocks. Oh, Dude, yeah. six straight wins. Yeah. 8-0 against Eastern playoff teams. You mop since Tampa. Feb you, since February 1st, sorry. You mop Tampa, you mop Florida, and you do it in a back-to-back. Different mm-hmm. goalies. Mm-hmm. Oh, It would have been stupid. Muzzin's like. back. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. But I Jack's still, back. <sighs> the the Muzzin's back thing, guys, I, I, like, I want to see him play with a partner that's perhaps more suited to what he's doing. I'm not convinced that Jake Muzzin is even as effective as he could have been earlier this year. Like, whatever held him out, I'm not... I'm not saying it's it's a little early, but I want to see five games of Jake Muzzin yeah. before I'm excited that he's back. Because honestly, his play at the beginning of the season wasn't very good. So I do have another idea. What's that? For further D pairs. Give me. Um, Riley Brody, mm-hmm. Geo Lilly, and Muzzin Boosh. And that might seem like two shields. Mm-hmm. No, I want Muzzin to be the spear. Uh, I, think, I think he's good at jumping up in the rush. He showed it with the he goal. He does do that. Yeah. 
And maybe that's a softer way to get him back in the lineup. Should we get a guy who hasn't played a healthy game all season to be the shield? No. Really? I don't know. Um, another reason you take Labushkin out of, of that game is you have, <clears throat> you know, the conversation is obviously Labushkin Hall. And you got to pick one of them. And why not pick the guy who just missed a game with a head injury? You know, I, I can imagine that's why Bush was out. But I could see Muzzin Labushkin working as long as you have an understanding that Muzzin is the one moving the puck there. That's fine. I want to see it. I want to, I want to see Sheldon Keefe try a big old bunch of it's, stuff so that he can, for the final five, six games... Solidify. Solidify, yes. 100%. And I, I think, though, are we not... Are, we're done with the Hall-Muzzin thing. It was nice while it lasted. You know, grateful for those first few games against Columbus until Muzzin got injured. But at the end of the day, you know, this is a this is just a fra- this is a pairing that just does not work anymore. I'm willing to try it once or twice more just to confirm that. But I agree. I think it, right now this little stretch here is trying season. Is yeah. what I'm going to call it. It's you you try everything mm-hmm. you got. Throw out everything you got, Sheldon Keith. I want to see it all, and then come game one of the playoffs, we know what's going to work best. So. Give it a shot. And in terms of, uh, you know, learning little bits about your lineup, Colin Blackwell uh, doesn't come out again. No, no, no he's amazing. No, yeah. why did he? No. So Simmons was Unless out. for rest, you know. Like, yeah, then yeah. He can come out like, <laughs> for rest. But he, he's, no, on the, he's on the team in the playoffs is what we're saying, you know. I don't know if Jason Spezza makes the night one team. I don't know if Wayne Simmons does either. No, I think uh, it's, I think it's Clifford. I think it's Clifford Spezza Blackwell. Clifford's been great. Yeah. I think you need one of Clifford and Simmons. I, I think sure. it's both. Clifford's out there. Listen, I, and again, both. I love yeah. Wayne. I love Wayne. I love seeing uh, he scored against Philly. I loved that. But I just I don't know, guys. I don't. I'm not seeing it right now. If, I haven't seen it all season. So Simmons, yeah, I think Clifford's taking his spot. Like I, that's where Clifford's I been it. effective. I'm not. Played. I'm not taking out Spezza like you guys. No, I don't. I don't no, know. no, I wouldn't take Spezza either. He struggled. He hasn't. He hasn't scored uh, in a couple months. I believe. Yeah. I think 16 games. He should scoreless streak. But he should slam dunk have a thousand points by now. Yeah, that but sucks. like I think I think that's a guy who's st- still going to turn it on for the playoffs, and I think he's still useful on the fourth line, especially because yeah. it's five minutes of Spezza on the ice. That's what we're expecting. We need he needs he needs to get like ten points in ten games to get a thousand. Yeah, ah, he's got to play next year. Uh, also, the the oh, tripping no! the tripping thing. I just want to clarify that I was talking about. It was Montour who tripped um Blackwell. Oh, that's a, what it was. And um Nylander had tripped Marchment like at the whistle, and then they were all tussling. And then Montour tussling? trips trips Blackwell after the whistle as they're going to commercial break, and then we come back after the commercial break, and they call the they had tripping and. Uh, Montour's in the box. Anyway, fun, fun little thing that happened after the whistle. Do you have penciled in a little conversation about Wayne Simmons and Patrick Maroon? What do you mean? So they, from Monday's game, yeah, from the Leafs Tampa game. Oh, you mean from the fact that they were both <laughs> given ten minute misconducts for talking to each other? Yeah, yeah. Come I on. think I I think that's stupid, but also Patrick Maroon was a little dramatic. Patrick Maroon is dramatic, though. You've seen him in front of a mic. That's why, he, that's why he's such a fun interview. Like, just, oh, the game's going in the wrong direction. Going in the wrong direction. Bro. Stop it. The, okay, whatever team wins the Stanley Cup, generally speaking, is where the game is going. And the team you've been on for three straight years has won it. 
That's so call it a stupid penalty for sure. I agree. Yeah. But the game is going in the wrong direction. Okay, okay. All this right, all isn't right, the thing that's making yeah. hockey bad. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you the, get the, in a penalty here, isn't it? The Tyson. No. I think it's dumb. There's room for nuance because I think yeah. there are some people like tweeting me going, see, Super Maroon said this is why you're wrong about Beagle and, no. and Troy Terry. I'm like, <laughs> they're not the same. <laughs> also, I don't know what the ref's doing. Let them. Right. Let them. Sp- Everybody likes that. Everybody likes trash talk. It doesn't hurt anybody. Doesn't cause head injuries. Crazy. Crazy. Right. Sometimes the ref just is dumb and he makes yeah. a bad call. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think Maroon and Simmons would have fought even. No, they're just jawing at each other. Yeah. yeah. And a 10 minute misconduct for that? That's crazy. It's, uh, it's an overreaction by the ref. I don't get that. Sometimes you got to tell them who's got the power. Right. You but know? it's also not you know? the downfall of hockey. No, it's not, Patrick. <laughs> no, like, you know, Patrick's mad because because literally, like, if if that's where hockey's going, he quite literally does not have a job. Right? Because he's Whoa. he's known for that. He's a, an animated, fun, um, pain in the ass to play against, yappy guy. Right? And he's also, he can back it up. That's, I love Pat Maroon. That's why he got kicked out is the back it up part. Lots of guys are mouthpieces. Lots of guys but he'll back actually and forth. Go. That's why. So refs, instead of waiting for them to drop the gloves and getting in between them, no, 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 no. You guys are being nasty to each other. So I'm going to. I guarantee you that's not where the game's going. I got a question. Is this a thing that the refs are now looking at? Because Marchand got his chirping at the refs 10-minute misconduct as well in the Leafs-Bruins uh, game. So See, are that was the... at the refs, though. Yeah, but are they cracking down on, on chirping at the refs and talking shit? And maybe it is the downfall of hockey. I do think they should <laughs> cut back on John at the refs. Like, we've talked about this. Like, it's wild to me that players are allowed to go fuck you. The open the mic incident where yeah. he's like, fuck you. And refs are allowed to go fuck you yeah. too. And we're supposed to expect, oh yeah, no, but he's going to call, that? he's going to call it right down the middle. Like, are you know. nuts? But Maroon saying fuck you to Simmons and Simmons saying fuck you back. Like who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Guys, I have to be honest with you. I don't mind that they say fuck you to each other. It's high intensity. It's it high is. intensity. For, so I can understand what people are swearing at each other. Who cares? That doesn't matter. Right. As long as it's not like offensive and like, hey, I'm talking about your family or saying something, right. you know, racist, homophobic, et cetera, yes. et cetera. Obvious. But if you're saying fuck you to somebody, like, I, honestly, t- tell me this. You ever said fuck you to somebody on the ice or even like a road hockey game and afterwards been like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I did. I used to say fuck you to my friends all the time yeah, on, on the ice. No. Absolutely. When I, when I don't say fuck you, it's a business decision. Oh yeah. Cause I don't want to die. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, it's also because you, you don't ever play hockey in the, in the, no, in that, well, in the, in the context of just strangers playing. You're always at like celebrity tournaments, and like you know <laughs> what I mean. Let's put it out there. Steve only plays bougie hockey That's with right. famous yeah. people. That's expensive oh, no. bougie when, hockey. I have a golden when, jock. Do you remember when Steve uh, set up that shitty game for all of us at Moss Park? Yeah, that was awesome. So fun, bougie. What a great Friday! No, no not said, bougie. It was bougie. The Moss Park Arena. Name, not bougie. name the people who were there. Sean Fitzgerald. I grabbed him by the collar. Yeah, rich. Loaded. Rich. Adam pulled up. Rich. Adam, Adam Wild. Wild. Rich. Super fucking Jesse yeah. Blake. Rich. The Rich Dangle. Rich. Yeah. Rich. Mike Stevens. Mike. Rich. Rich. Was Mike there? I think Mike was there, yeah. Oh, was, was he in there? Was he I in? Ian Tullock so. was there. Ian, Ian Rich. Rich. Loaded. Rich. Millionaire. No, but my, my point in, in saying that is that, like, if you were playing in high school or, or a little bit later, oh, yeah. 
in and in competitive context, even if it was against your friends, you'd say fuck you they on the ice, and then later you give each other a hug. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah, and no, I, that's at, why I don't at, mind the refs doing it. At the yeah, but the ref has to call the game, right? Yeah, I, and I don't know. I just when the player says fuck you to the ref, it's expected, and then when the ref says fuck you back, I'm like, all right, this is too real. Why <laughs> is the ref and the player so angry at each other that they have to say fuck you to each other? Yeah, like it's not, high that, intensity. That's man. Not your, comp your competition isn't the ref. Nah. It's also just a really. <laughs> stupid thing to do yeah, like, I don't know. this person like, is in charge of calling the game and you're insulting them yeah <laughs> it's it, kind of like me me going to uh the people that do the ratings for radio in, in toronto and being like hey fuck you <laughs> and then expecting a really good result yeah <laughs> yeah you know that'd be a problem for me you, you get pulled over and the cop says license and registration and you go what the fuck do you want <laughs> that could be and weirdly it goes weird strangely that can go bad weirdly um, all of a sudden you know you get five other tickets <laughs> Yeah, you just shouldn't do it. No. I don't know. It just shouldn't. feels like a bad business move. It does. Yeah. It does. And so I feel like, yeah, no, listen. It was a dumb call. It was a dumb call. That was stupid. Don't but call. I don't believe. Here's the thing. We, we tend to take my, minuscule events and extrapolate them and going, this is the new reality now. <laughs> and it's, it's not. It's not. Relax. And, and don't worry. Hockey is still tough. It's still violent. There were 13 okay. goals last night and they were all Michigan's. <laughs> all of them because that's the only way the goals are scored now what happened to my sport it's why happened did, like five times ever why did Eric Schalgren allow Radko Gudas to take a slap shot from inside the blue line and it went in uh, it's the same reason the fucking Bobrovsky goal went in he lost his posts he lost his posts he lost his posts He's, he just went for a little drift oh. a little drift this way and Spencer Knight did it I can't remember if he did it in this game, but I'm pretty sure he did it in the last one between the Leafs and Panthers. They just go for a little drift. Don't, don't you sort of wish that it was anybody but Radko Gudis? Only because, yep. only because he, he threw such a tantrum with the water bottles last time. I was like, man, I just hope they keep clowning that guy because you can get under his skin. And I can make him do stupid shit. He... shorthanded goal. Oh, <laughs> like, fuck ever. off. 12 years in the NHL. <laughs> just... And he just fucking blasted. <laughs> and he lined Tavares the Fuck. Oh, yeah. He did. And Tavares just let up in time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Just let They're up really, in time. It's interesting. That's a, two, a couple teams now that have really gone after Tavares. That's the Bruins. Because he doesn't care. And, and now the Florida Panthers as well. And Gudis has done that a couple times to Tavares. I'm not saying he shouldn't. Because if I was a Florida Panther fan, I'd be like, hell yeah, go after him. But like, not in a dirty way, but like they're trying to get under his skin. Marchand was dirty. It was like, how many cross checks can I throw at his waist? <laughs> right. But okay, so... Uh, don't take this the wrong way, Mr. Tavares, but if I'm the Leafs, cool. Why is that? Okay, I know he's the captain, and there's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go after their captain. Okay, the more you go after Tavares, that means the more you leave the top line alone, yep. which is stupid, which is really dumb because they're just going to pants you. They're going after <laughs> a guy who can take it. Yes, that's what I really like because they they can't go after Matthews. Like, that'd be awful. They can't go after Marner. Like, Willie, I don't know if he could take all that abuse. And, and Bunting's going to bite back. So Tavares is the guy who can take it, and I'm happy that he's getting it. You go after Matthews, the next shift, someone has to come out and beat the shit. Out. Right. <laughs> you go after Tavares, he just takes it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he'll fight back a little. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, man. When did he become underrated? Like Tavares? JT? Yes. Like, I, I don't Because everybody hates him this year for some reason. Well, yeah, and, and it's the contract, mm -hmm. right? So overpaid does not mean overrated. 
Okay. There is a difference. I think right. there, there's a segment who will never be happy with Tavares because he, he's never going to be $11 million of production for them. Okay. He's still got 67 points. And he's extremely strong defensively. That is production, is yes. it not? Yes. And he's strong in front of the net. He's and... got 42 assists this year already. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing. When you're a goal scorer, you need to have a certain amount of goals and they ignore that. So he's got 25 of those. Is that yeah. not enough? No. Right. The point per game thing is interesting uh, because of something the CJ show brought up. There are currently 46 players of the National Hockey League who are averaging a point per game this season. Minimum how many games played? Uh, I think a whole bunch. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like minimum 40 games or something like that. So the, the point, because scoring is so far up, it's the highest scoring season in uh, more than 25 years mm -hmm. because oh. scoring is so high up. Um, Hooray! We did it. We we have to recalibrate where we think uh like the production is in the amount of how valuable that player is mm -hmm. because okay JT's a point per game but there are also forty five other guys right. that you're slotting in for that and their price point like is right. is a guy who makes three million dollars also a point per game so like I get the contract thing I I, I, I get, get it because he's he's not going to be eleven million dollars of production but the contract thing needs to be taken in context because that's the price it takes. To sign John Tavares in free agency three years before four the years pandemic. Ago. Yes. Before the pit, like that okay. was the cost of doing business. And you have to recalibrate when you're calculating is JT worth it? It's yes, because that's what it costs. All those big D man contracts from the summer Nurse, Wierenski, uh, McCarr, McAvoy, Fox, all of those are double digits if the world doesn't stop. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. the world stopped. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Raise what it is. Raise the salary cap a little. Go back to free agency, see the other people who are bidding and the discount that the Leafs got, and you're like, oh, this whole thing makes sense. Also, he's a top, I don't know, 30 player in the NHL. Like, he's on the first line on half the teams in this league. Come on. No, no, I, <laughs> like, it, it, I don't over, get it. Overpaid does not mean overrated. Right. And slightly overpaid at that. Yeah. Slightly. Remember that the defensive impacts of John Tavares, how many times they've thrown him out there in defensive situations, he always starts from the defensive zone. If it's a tough face-off, he's taking it. Now Matthews is starting to take over that role because he wins face-offs uh, like at a, an astonishing rate now, does, which is great. Does he score at a 70-goal pace without John Tavares? I think we saw the answer against Montreal in the playoffs last year. Mm, ooh, harsh, but fair. <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to be mean, but like the Leafs, were that was devastating. It made it. So much easier to focus on him. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, it made... Uh, like, what does Phil Deneau do if he's got Matthews and Tavares? It's so much harder. It's such a... It's a much, much harder gig. And he did his job, and he got his $36 million because of it. Yeah, two, two of those games that Montreal won in the comeback were in Toronto. Yeah. And if Sheldon Keefe has both to play with, I'm sorry. Doesn't happen. Yeah, it we, doesn't happen, but it did. We forget so. the original structure of this team is Matthews, Tavares, Kadri. Like they were supposed to be yeah. a three-headed monster, and it that that uh, structure was supposed to lessen the blow on each of them. And yeah. what we have now is the two, and it still it has the exact same impact, just to a lesser extent. Tavares being there helps Matthews. Matthews being there helps Tavares. And like I'll be honest with you, David Kempf is scoring the most yeah. goals he's ever scored Dude, in his entire life. He's got like six <laughs> yeah. or seven. Yeah. He's, he's been great. If I'm Nazem Kadri and you call me this summer and you offer me Matt Duchesne's exact contract, I spit in your face. Oh no, he's gonna make like he's gonna make nine and a half. He's oh gonna make Kucherov money, I, and, yeah. and it's gonna be to a team like Philly, who. Mm -hmm. And this is not an indictment on Kadri, the player. Kadri's amazing, and I love him, and I wish he was still here. But Philly's dumb. 
And they're going to, and then here's the thing. They're going to go throw a bunch of money at him. Be like, see, problem solved. Well, you have to overpay the top UFA. You do. Mm -hmm. And Naz is the guy. And I'm, I'm excited for him. I think it'll be great. I just, I do worry about the kind of pressure he's going to be on mm -hmm. in, if he ends up in Philly, because they were talking about that on 31 th or 32 thoughts or whatever it's called now. <laughs> um, 32 thoughts. It's, it's gone from 30 to 31 to 32 in my. They're going back podcast. down to 31. Oh, yeah. We're going to go to 28 yeah. thoughts. Um, I think, <laughs> I, I think the, uh, uh, the thing about Kadri is that like, if he goes in there with a contract like that mm -hmm. on a team that Chuck Fletcher created, you're you're asking for disaster, and I feel bad for him because he's got he's got all the pieces around him to be able to be him in Colorado. You're not going to be able to surround him with McKinnon and Ranton and 100 and, and Kale McCarr feeding him yeah. the pucks and, yeah. and, and let's Sam Gerrard. Can we talk a little more about Sam Gerrard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's another guy who just gets completely J T. Comfer, best player in the league. There it is. <laughs> I bet he's a guy that you picked up in the NHL. Did he get traded? No, yeah. no, he's still there. Um, Steve Dangle, Steve Dangle, Glenn. Yes. May I ask you your honest opinion on Chuck Fletcher? He's, uh, he's not so good at this GM thing. <laughs> Steve, he started GMing at 25. He was the AGM in, in Florida. What a wunderkind. <laughs> what, do, do you what trust his ability to uh, put together a great roster next year? Here, can, can I have the mic again? No. <laughs> well, if, if listen, I keep hearing from people. Flyers fans, by the way, are the most aware of how bad they are. Oh, yeah. I just want to say, there's not a single Flyers fan that's reached out and been like, you guys are wrong. No, not one. Oh, the difference not between one. Flyers fans and New Jersey oh, fans? Oh, my God. I'm like, the Flyers are bad, and Flyers fans, yes. And uh, the Devils are bad, and they go, just you wait. <laughs> and maybe you're right. Our maybe. trade's coming in. I mean, it might. Yeah, maybe. Hughes is out for the uh, rest of the year, right? Yeah. yeah, and yeah. you know, remember when the Leafs were that bad and JVR broke his ankle, and they're like, "You're just not going to play." Yo, but the Leafs did it like three months out. Like it was, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah he's like, "I'll be done. back in a month." They're like, "Nah, loophole, you're done, probably forever." And I think Bozak for a while, you're done. Like they had no one, nobody the, the season. Um, yeah. Jesse, can you bring up the audio that we were looking for this morning? Not the not the edited one because it was a bad edit. <laughs> Please do not play that. All they did was put music behind. No, it. it's it's not the oh, best. God. I didn't get it. I didn't get. It. What's that sound effect from anyway? TikTok. Bad Girls Club. Oh, it's the yeah. Bad Girls Club sound effect. If you're on TikTok, you know what I'm. Talking I'm about. right. Jesse's more right. <laughs> oh, the uh, the tweet you sent me says something went wrong. Oh no, what? Ah, oh, it worked. Oh, there you there go. We go. got it. We got it. So, uh, do, do, should we want to set, so set it up? Let me set it up. Let me set it up. Brendan Gallagher, post game. Ottawa Montreal, and by the way, Ottawa Montreal is always a fun game to watch because they do hate each other as well. And underrated this year, rivalry, underrated. Yeah. And the thing is, this year they're both about in the same spot. They both kind of suck. So it's kind of you know when two teams suck and they hate each other, always an entertaining game. And they both have people on each side who are pain in the ass. I'm thinking Kachuk. I'm thinking Gallagher. Mm -hmm. you know, there are hard hitters, pain in the ass players. It's always fun. And last night was no different. Here's Gallagher on Tim Stutzler. You know what, um, when I was 10 years old, our coach had a rule, if you lay on the ice and we didn't have trainers, if the coach had to come on the ice and get you, you know, you're too hurt to play. You had to sit for minimum three shifts. He's a great player, played against him for two, three years now. More than half the games we've played against him, he's laid on the ice and he's right back out there next shift. He lays on the ice, he acts like he's hurt, he sells a call, he's on the ice, that same power play. It's, 
you know, there's kids watching. Um, we're role models. If I was a teammate of his, I'd tell him to smarten up. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just not a good look. Very talented player, very good player. He needs to stop laying on the ice. It's embarrassing. Two, two things there. Please. Number one, I listened to this clip last night, and all I could think of was uh, it was a Team Canada World Junior Camp in August 2010 in St. John's, Newfoundland. Okay. And they had all just run a modified version of the beep test. And mm. Tyler Sagan won his heat. So I walked up to him with a microphone, to which he responded, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing like, like what were you gonna do are you, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that's a story you've never told before yeah he's, he was dying he could <laughs> and you know what sucks so he was in the first heat he set the record like the nike record for whatever that version of the beep test is the second heat he uh he the record was broken oh no by um oh man benning manning brandon manning brandon manning i think it was Anyway, the guy so, almost ended Connor McDavid's career. I, I, I think it might have been, or his brother. Um, so, sorry, the second thing. The second thing. Um, the second, Brendan Gallagher's career is over. Get him on TV. He needs a he needs a podcast. Get him on TV. He, do you do you know a network that might hire him for a podcast? No, I'd I'd forget I'd forget what team he played for. For sure, Man. we have, we have enough Montreal scum on this network as it is. True. Let's go more scum. Uh, I think uh, uh, a panel of him. Julian Berkshire and Corella Mart. I think the uh, um, I think the thing about it is he's right. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he's absolutely right. Stutzla does do this, and I'm reminded of something that happened in the fall. Where remember he he like yelled at the ref from the penalty box, not smart, and, and like had a like an absolute meltdown in the penalty box because he was called for diving and it was a full blown embellishment. This this guy does this. Now, I'm not saying it's not effective because it obviously gets him the penalties he wants. But at a certain point, people are going to take notice and they are going to like, to be honest, like, like what's anybody in Ottawa going to say or what's any like Ottawa Senators player going to say? Oh, no, he doesn't. He does do this. This yeah. is a Tim Stutzla does it the way Nazem Kadri did it for the Leafs. He, you know, led the league in penalties drawn. Remember that? Yes. And, and then never got a call again. It it's like it completely dried up. It's it's a it's one of those things where I, I have to be honest with you. I I, I kind of like that he said it. I, I think I think I it's too. nice when people call it out. So I'm of two minds. Okay. One, he's going to be God's gift to broadcasting and podcasting if mm -hmm. he ever decides to. Two, I don't think this helps him as a player. Gallagher? Yeah. Why? Uh, like okay, so he's talking about it. A teammate needs to pull Stutzla aside and talk some sense into him and he's right a teammate needs to take brendan gallagher aside and go listen it doesn't matter that you're right it doesn't matter that you're right you're that you think he's winning hearts and minds of the guys wearing black and white stripes with this shit you mean gallagher yeah no but he's winning uh blue and blue and red oh so what so what so what you had those guys anyway your, yeah, your teammates like you. Anyway. Don't listen. Montreal hasn't had a lot to cheer for this year. Uh, lately, they have. Yeah, but like you look at, if I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan this morning, my victory, my victory this season is him going. Hey, this kid, stupid. Absolutely, but he he talks about calls and decisions a lot, and I find myself watching him 
and the things that he's saying, <clears throat> and I find very little to criticize because he's right. <clears throat> and I'm here to tell him it does not matter. I'm on the complete opposite side. I think, I think he did the right thing. One, Brendan Gallagher did the right thing. He's telling the truth. Sim Truso likes to uh, embellish calls. Uh, two, putting this narrative out there puts the eyes on Stutz. It does. Oh, it'll definitely affect Tim Stutzler. Mm -hmm. It will. So he accomplished that goal for sure. But I think that's the only goal. Yeah, but I don't think this guy, for a veteran in this league who wears a letter, Gallagher probably doesn't get the benefit of the doubt that other guys of his tenure wearing letters get. Okay. And because that's I, not, think, that's I think I think he pisses change. people off. That's not going to change. Him doing mm. this doesn't change that. Brendan Gallagher can't say anything for the rest of his career that's going to affect any change on how people feel about Brendan Gallagher. His his narrative is cemented, I think, and how he's going to get his calls. Like, it's done. The refs know what they, they think. He's changing the narrative on a young guy coming into the league who's just been in the league for a couple of years now. And now, now for the rest of his career, we can tie it to this Gallagher clip where yes. he's, he's speaking the truth about him. And every time there's a play on the ice, we can be like, Stutes, Timmy Stutes, we know. And... Uh, disagreeing with myself, uh, I one of the responses I saw to the video of Gallagher, uh, someone who was a huge fan of what he said, Tim Peel, who was coaching the or coaching refing the NHL last year. What did Peel he, say? Uh, I uh, Adam, can I'm you bring it up? It. He's, he's looking it up. Right I don't remember, but it was yeah. yeah, it was complimentary, and I mean, he liked it. I love mm. Brendan Gallagher. Plays the game the right way. Never takes a shift off. There it is. So he refed in the NHL last year. I'm sure he's still got ref friends. I'm sure he texted it and emailed it to them. Mm -hmm. mm, maybe, maybe he did win hearts and minds there. So see, when everyone isolates the first thing that I said and they go, Steve is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How about we had a nuanced discussion and I was both wrong and right. Possible. And please go outside. Sorry, impossible. impossible. I was I looking at some of the tweets of people pulling up uh, Gallagher clips of him embellishing calls. Oh, uh, it's funny. But like, I'm sure you could put together a highlight reel clip of anybody doing that. It absolutely <laughs> takes one to know one. Yeah. And, and that is, you know, I think part of the part of the original thing that I said with Brendan Gallagher is, you know, it's he hasn't come into this league and been just Jesus. so easy to deal with the whole time. <laughs> right, yeah. right. You're he, very right about that. You know what I mean? But I think it does take one to know one. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if a guy like him would be an interesting fit working with the NHL in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know about Department of Player Safety, but like... Uh, rule consultants like i i don't i don't they have a, a the competition committee is the name of the people who make the rules changes yeah like i don't i don't know who's on it i don't know if he's already in it but i think he'd be a good fit mm. he would that's now, interesting i just i i like it too because i think you know if you're brennan gallagher you're sowing seeds of dissension in the ottawa yes Senators. interesting because you know there are going to be people. I mean, you put 20 people in the room, getting them to agree on everything is that would be insane. Oh, you know, there's people on the senators who are like, you know, he's probably right. I don't want to say that out loud yet. But in a maybe in a moment of anger, they do. Yeah, I think there are NHL teams that hate each other and then they hit the ice and they're fine. But yes, I think several Leafs teams have hated each other yeah. and the, the hit sense, the ice and they're terrible. Like looking at like, who they got now, like Josh Norris just hit 30 goals. Mm -hmm. He's the first. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's do trivia on that. Who's the last? Uh, who are the last two Sens players to score thirty goals? 
Drake Batherson came back, by the way. Shout out Drake Batherson. Oh, mm-hmm. it's nice. That's nice. Last two? Yes. Was it in the same season? Yes. Hoffman? I can give you the year if you'd like it. 17? Nope. 18? Nope. Okay, Way what year? back. What year? 11-12. Oh, shit. Alfredson. 11-12. Put two. Alfredson uh, Alfredson Spezza? Steve's guess is Alfredson Spezza. Alfredson Heatley? Was he still there? No, know. no, he was gone by then, wasn't he? No, he was on the Sharks. Because uh, Canada had the all Sharks line. What was that? Okay, so Alfredson for sure. It's gonna be someone stupid. Uh, who? Who? There was some dump. Was it? Who would they? Who did they trade for Broussard that ended up being a really? Stu- oh, Zabanajad. Could it be Zabanajad? Uh, I don't think he scored thirty on the Sens. Man, that was a dumb trade. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but it was bad in retrospect. You might say it was Zabanajad. Uh, yeah, we need, yeah. we need two players at him. Forget who was, was on the Spets is still on the sense then. Shit. I think he was. He went to Dallas in like 14, didn't he? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh oh god. Okay. Alfredson and somebody dumb. Uh no. Who the fuck played for that team? <laughs> it's, in 2012. It's like Carlson was new in 13, was 12. I can't even remember if they were good. Is hard. <laughs> it is. I can't remember if they made the playoffs. Because the next year was Hamburglar. Right, but they had two thirty-goal scores. They were a decent. And team. I remember, like the Eugene Melnick when Matt Cook sliced Eric Carlson's thing. That was fifteen, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. but yes. And he went all like that was a couple of years. That was many years later. Ugh. I have a feeling it's gonna be someone dumb like Mike Conner, somebody who was there for a little bit, like a fucking. <laughs> you gotta give me who a was name. there for a. Sandwich. We can't spend an hour on eleven, twelve cents trivia. Bullshit. <laughs> sure, we can. <laughs> League's biggest franchise. All right. Um, oh, man. Who you got? I'm going to say Spezza Alfredson. I'm lost. Spezza Alfredson. Steve is locked in, loaded. Adam, what you got? Alfredson, Zabina Jad, because I can't think of anybody else. Josh Norris on Sunday with his hat trick reached the 30-goal mark. He's the first senator in a decade to hit 30 goals. The last two sends to hit 30 goals in the 2011s. 2012 season were Jason Spezza yes. with 34 goals that year and with 35 goals for the 11 12 cents Milan Mahalik oh! Oh! Leaf great Milan Mahalik <laughs> so underrated yeah really underrated two player. Leaf greats damn uh, really underrated player shoot I thought that was fun trivia that's damn. great trivia <laughs> yeah that's I remember really when good. Milan Mahalik came to the Leafs I was like Oh, I mean, like, listen, I know that he's a former 30-goal scorer. Maybe he'll be good. They did him so dirty, They man. did. He like, was good enough to play. He was 100% good enough to play. It was just his contract. Babs, and Babs was just like, no. My point with all of that was, okay, <laughs> with Timmy Stutes, with Josh Norris, with Brady Kachuk, mm-hmm. Sens are going to be sneaky good next year. Mm. And they got two goalies, and neither of them are Murray. Yeah, uh, I don't. What are they going to do about that? Forsberg has looked decent. Yeah, what do you do with that contract? Forsberg and Gustafson. I mean, if you're under the cap like they are, it probably benefits them because they're like, oh, we don't have to sign anybody else. We're going to make the floor. You can bury him in the minors <laughs> yeah. and he'll still You'll, count as like five mil. They'll never be a cap team. Yeah. At least until they switch ownership if that happens. I like no one said anything, by the way. I don't know why no one's saying anything about that. But I am very curious to see what happens with the Senators' ownership situation. It's Don't tell me. Fresh. Yeah, no, it's yeah. like in they're talking amongst the family. Like, Are they? There's a, there's a yeah. reason they haven't said it. They, they don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, they're, yeah. Like we, they're uh, his they're two daughters. Or they need to discuss. Well, I know they're yeah. in mourning, but I mean, like, I feel like there's 
let's let's not pretend that the NHL isn't talking about it. The NHL right. office is talking. The about NHL it. has probably been talking about it. The NHL the is probably time. probably knows. You know, yeah. like they are probably in communication. Mm. This is the public that doesn't know. Yeah, so I'm uh, okay with it's, that. It's uh, it's definitely a a big developing story. There uh, was the also discussions uh, regarding LeBreton Flats as well this week. Wait, uh, that, but the Sens will not confirm that they are talking about it. They are. But Great. Uh, Friedman did report that they're again in discussions about building an, uh, a new rink there. If they're not confirming it, that means it's happening. Yeah. Uh, which which, is cool. is, which means they're at least talking. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. That's great. Hope yeah. so. Me too. Um, Mountain Mahalik. <laughs> uh, that was a good one, man. Jeez. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ryan Getzlaff to retire at the end of the season. Boo. I know. Now everybody's talking, and I thought Jeff Merrick did a great job bringing this up. Who's the last? Who's going to be the last person left from the 2003 draft? Which it goes down in history is one of the strongest ever, the best hairstyles ever. Specifically, I'm talking to you, Dion Phaneuf, with those frosted tips, baby. Man, um, Getzlaff had them too, and then they vacated his head. Now Getzlaff has obviously not been as good and dominant as he was, but it's still he was unreal at the start of the season. At 36 years old, yeah. he's got 31 points in 49 games. That's not bad. Hall of Fame? Ooh. You got the numbers? Let me look. How do you have 1,000 points and not make the Hall of Fame? Because he does. A lot of guys know. have 1,000 points now. That's true. It's like a, it's like a few hundred, like 300 uh, or something like that. Won a cup. Captain. Like His I, name rings Hall of Fame. Like, he's, he passes that test. That's an initial test. It's like, when you hear the name Ryan Getzlaff, do you hear Hall of Fame? I do. He, but do the numbers back that up? The best power forward of his generation. Okay. Yeah, real, real lack of individual hardware. Yeah, because Corey Perry got all that. That is true. Does he have any? No. No, he's got a cup. Oh. That's it. He's got okay. a cup and two world juniors. Um, One-time yo- NHL All-Star. One time That's NHL All Star, yeah. 120 playoff points and 125 playoff games. Wow! Real, 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 real. One thirty goal season, dude. The Ducks they had so many deep runs with Ryan Getzlaff. They did 16 games, 21 games. That's where they won. 13 games, 12 games, 16 games, 17 games. Mm-hmm. The Ducks went two, three rounds deep. I just went to look, too, at Corey Perry because I wanted to line up his and, and Getzlaff seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, you know, it just pisses you off. Corey Perry's Corey got Perry? 33 points in 69 games this year. Actually? Yeah, it's the most oh, points wow. he's had in a season since 17-18. Jesse, what team is he on? Corey Perry? Yeah. Um, one of the Florida teams. Which one? The Tampa Bay Lightning. That is correct. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And he's going to be a jerk to play for anybody who's going to play him in the playoffs. Oh, which looks like it'll be the Leafs. Yay. You know what? Oh, boy. Just over 1,000 points and under 300 goals. No individual hardware. Mm-hmm. But he does have a cup. You don't no. think so? No. I don't think he gets in. If I'm sitting on the Hall of Fame panel, which I will be next year. You, Jesse, are you are you are you gonna be on it? No. Okay. All right. Uh, he's not getting my vote. You'd be the only one under fifty on it, by the way. Under seventy. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's. I don't know. Man, I mean, listen. I I just you get a thousand points and you don't get into the hall. That's rough. Okay. Oh. I think Steve's right about the lot of guys. Yeah, Paul Korea's in though. What? Paul Korea deserved to, to be talk in. about ducks and he not yeah but nine eighty nine games nine eighty nine points. Trophies. He, he's got yeah, Hobie Baker. 
and two okay. Lady Bengals. Okay. Don't think yeah, but dude, he was Hoban great. Bengals. No, but like it's not an NHL award is what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. it's no, it's it's big to wear the Hobie Baker. Yeah. What, Jesse, you want to go through the list of Hobie Baker? 93 players like, all time have hit a thousand points. And you don't oh, think Ryan Getzlaff no, no, no. gets Adam, it? Now I'm back on Adam's It's 93? 93 all time. I don't know where I got a thousand for. I think I might be doing games played. Yeah, I think, and, and yeah. I get you on the on the games played. I'd be like, yeah, I mean, okay, maybe I'm swinging back over. He's in there, but it's not a slam dunk, or he might be in there. It's 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 a conversation. Yeah, second and by the way, Paul, in Hart Trophy voting in uh, thirteen fourteen, when uh, uh, Paul Korea deserved it. Gary Souter erased the second half of Paul Korea's career after that stupid cross check to the face. Gary Souter, do you not remember Gary Souter? He cross checked Paul Korea in the face. You don't know that story? That's where Paul got his first concussion. Oh, I all I remember hold on, is hold the on. Scott Stevens one where he Gary starched him. Suter. And then he won, uh, the, he won the game in overtime, and it's a great yeah, have story. Have you seen this? Let me show you this he hit. probably shouldn't have played. Let me see, show you this Let hit. Let me see. He scores. Oh, those Boom. Ducks jersey. Boom. That is so... Man. Oof. That... And that, to this day, that shit is still allowed. Well, and that's why Paul Correa was so mad at the NHL. He was pissed about that because he's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, dude. And he was smaller guy for the time, but yeah, you could do a lot, a lot of that shit back then. It's it's kind of crazy. And and okay, so Matthews, look at it this way: twenty years later, Matthews did that to someone, and it was only two games. Hmm. Like I Still like progress. Austin Matthews. He's he's arguably going to win the Hart Trophy this year, and getting suspended probably hurts his Hart Trophy yeah. bid. Um, I think we should be able to agree that a cross check to the head. Should probably get you more than that. Especially, that's so vicious. That's a cross check with momentum. It's brutal. Dude. Yep. That's horrible. Yep. How many of the thousand point guys aren't in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Great question. I'd love to know that. Is the percentage Tough. higher than 50? Like, it must hmm. be. Um, like, well, there's a few people that aren't eligible Patrick Marlowe, Ovechkin, Sedin. Mm -hmm. Both, Both Sedins are eligible this year. Uh, Crosby, Malkin, Stahl, Kane, Kopitar, Getzloff, Backstrom, and Thornton. Okay. Well, and so how many are not in the Hall of Fame? I'll show. I'll tell you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dave Taylor, L.A. Kings. That's a joke, by the way. That he is uh, the 29th person to ever get a uh, thousand points in league history. He got that in 1991. He's got 1,069. He is not in the Hall of Fame. Eight. Bobby Smith of the Minnesota North Stars. What up, Minnesota North Stars fans? Uh, he is also not in 1,036 in 1,077 games, so 80s. he should be in. Uh, Bernie Nichols. Uh, Bernie Nichols isn't in the Hall of Fame. Which is insane also. Uh, he did it with the Devils. He, had, he played 1,127 games. He had 1,200 points. Uh, Brian Propp from the Hartford Whalers. 1,000 points in, a, in just about 1,000 games. Steve Larmer. That's a guy that should be in the, in the Hall of Fame for sure. 1,006 games, he had 1,012 points. Uh, Dale Hunter of the Washington Capitals, uh, 1,020 points in 1,400, 1400 games. See, again, you start to see it get a little bit more off, but if you had more than a point a game and you got over 1,000, I feel like you should be in. There's a, there's a lot of 80s there. A lot of 80s. Okay, and then you got Bellows, Turgeon, uh, sorry, Bellows and Turgeon. Turgeon? Yeah, Pierre Turgeon. Pierre Turgeon's not in the Hall of Fame? No, he's not. No, he's mm. not. I know that Pierre Turgeon, by the way, Pierre Turgeon, who had 1,300 points in 1,294 games. So you see, like Verbeek, Dom Foose, Theron Fleury, Jeremy Roenick, 
Alexander McGillney. Now, some of these guys are younger guys now, like you're getting into the 90s guys. Brindamore, Kachuk, Waite, um, Alfredson, Kovalev. Some of those are, Whitney. are coming up. Yeah, but uh, I don't know that they are. And none of those guys are bad players. Right. right. What about Patrick Eliash, who did it in the dead puck era? Oh, man. Come on. I don't Come think on. he should be in. Yes, he should. I think he should be in. Uh, he should have been in before. Maybe above like, any of those guys. Ronick is five. I know Ronick's 500 goals, 1,200 points, and he's not in. He should be in. <laughs> like that. He should be in. That's kind of crazy. His, his dumbassery aside. Yeah. He should be in. <laughs> well, there's two guys who are paying the we don't like you very much tax. Yes. And Ronick? that's the Ronick and Flurry. Turgeon, too. People didn't like Turgeon, apparently. Yeah. He had a bit of oh, a... Oh, yeah. What was that? I don't know what it was, Something with but the he World had... Junior team. There was some sort of reputation. You know what it was? And someone told us this story. Am I, was it Alan Walsh? I can't remember. Someone told us this story. It was not Alan. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't think no. I've, it was I've never spoken to... It was a guess. That's why I'm pointing at the TV for okay. some reason. Someone told us... Here's Alan. Let's talk shit about former players. This is off the rails. <laughs> Sorry. No, he didn't... Remember Canada had the line brawl against Russia or the USSR yeah. that got them all kicked out of the World Juniors years ago. Yeah. yeah. Turgeon was like one of the only Canadian players to not fight. And that was a bad thing? Yeah. They held it against them. Oh, my God. Like, okay. People, people had a hard-on against um, Pat Burns for a long time as well, and that's why he didn't get in until... What? Yep. Till after he died. I yep. Think. Yep. That's a shame Which that he was, was a alive. Disgrace. That is a that's a disgrace. And that's you the knew thing. he was getting in, and you could have given him that moment, and you didn't. Fuck you forever. Yeah, that's and this is the thing, right? Like, as you said, Steve, I'm sure uh, you've heard us say this before. It's not the hall of good people. Mm. No, it's it is. it's it's the and Co yeah. So you said I feel like that we don't like you. Tax is for sure. Ronick for sure. Kovalev. Kovalev was insane. Oh man. And he and was. and he was loved in some markets, but other places there were rumors, rightly or wrongly, about him. Yeah, about teammate thing and whatever. Do you I, like Kovalev? When, how do you not put Kovalev in? So when you read that list of players who aren't in, mm -hmm. to me it hurts. Yeah, get Slav's case. I got another one for you because I pulled up the list of players with 500 goals who aren't in the Hall of Fame. Oh wow! Uh, it, it starts can't be with many. 503. Peter Bondra. Oh man, should be in the Hall not of Fame. in the Hall of Fame. So good. Uh, then we go to Jeremy Rodick and Pierre Turgeon, a lot of the guys from the other list, then Pat Verbeek, Keith Kachuk, and there you go. Those, Kachuk's a bit surprised. That's the end of the list, and then the active guys, like Yager and Ovechkin. Man, if Keith, if Keith he Kachuk... Was a <laughs> if Keith Kachuk's one of those players from the 90s where you go, I wish we could transport you to now, because he would well, be... They, he sort of did that himself. He did, yeah. He created two of himself. <laughs> yeah. Through his genitals. But, but even he's... Like, you know... Jesse, like, you know. I think that was implied. But we, no, you know, let's, we, let's talk about it. We have to it. say it for the people who don't get it. He, he also, Thanks I think, that. is he not, was he not stockier than the than Brady and, and Matthew? Like, I always see. Oh, he yeah, he like, failed his physical one year. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I just wish that you could yeah. see him play now because that guy was a bulldog. I would love to see him and Tom Wilson go toe-to-toe -to -toe in a power forward off. I don't think Tom Wilson wants that. You don't think so? Well, eh. See, Kachuk grew up in a crazier league. Mm -hmm. But Tom Wilson grew up in a league where guys work out. Right. So, yeah, that always makes me laugh when people talk about, like, the, the good old days. And, oh, they would beat up today's players. I can almost guarantee you they wouldn't. 
Yeah, if we're comparing it to the era where guys had like smoke breaks in between periods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, apparently Danny Markoff from the Leafs like used to five, do that. Yeah, some five foot eight, hundred and seventy four pound guy going put him up. Like, <laughs> dude, I, they could. Yeah, they could take a punch for sure. Like, listen, I don't want to fight them, All right. but. You put them up against someone who's my size, but in shape. But like we probably kicked their ass. We discovered keto and deadlifts. Uh -huh. You know, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> we got good stuff. You know, we, you know, size doesn't mean everything. We've all seen Rick Rippin, you know, beat up Hal Gill, but usually helps. I mean, Chara's not known as a, a wimp. No, so. he's not. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think Getzlav deserves a shot at it. I, I know he'll get a shot, but I think he deserves to get in. Boy, that's a long list of really good names that aren't in um bear, by the way uh taylor dave taylor from the la kings uh again i can't that's a uh, that's a travesty that he's not in what a joke get it together hall of fame committee let's go he needs to be in him. he needs to be in it, it, marcel dion is not marcel dion without dave taylor and vice versa thank mm. you mm. um the khl has made it official Jokrit and Dinamo Riga are not returning to the league next season. I think they made it official. Both teams had pulled out of the KHL postseason, but Riga had already announced it wasn't coming back to the league after Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. And of course, we had talked a little bit about um, like Finn Air being a major sponsor of Jokrit, going, we're not flying people to Russia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, what happens to these club teams? Do they go back to their local leagues? Because I know Riga was, no, Zagreb was, Zagreb Croatia. was, there, yeah, they were in the Austrian League before they went to the KHL, and I think they've left. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm, I'm, I, well, Jokerit was in the Finnish League. That's right. And then left for the KHL. Riga is a far more complicated conversation because they're in Latvia, but I kind of wonder if it makes sense for them to join the Finnish League. Well, they're just across the, the Baltic, right? It's right there. Um, it's a great question. It's a great question. They're a really good team. Um Probably the most, uh, what's the word? All like a, a staggering amount of Riga's players have always been from Latvia. So like right. all the Latvian players go and play there. Hmm. <coughs> so I don't, I don't know what happens there. It's an interesting one. Yeah. I, and um, honestly, it's been a while <coughs> since we've seen teams literally pull out of a league. Dynamo Riga, the only ever winner of the Cup of Hope. Do you remember the Cup of Hope? No, I do not remember the Cup of Hope. <laughs> the KHL one year um, said all the teams who didn't make the playoffs are going to compete for the Cup of Hope. Oh, that's a great idea. And Dynamo Riga won, backstopped by Michael Telquist. Wow. That's how you should determine the number one draft pick. I agree with you, Jesse. No, I but uh, it, I, I'm debating myself because then it's like, okay, the best team amongst the shitty teams gets the pick. Here's how NHL it should be. has a players union. Yeah. They're not agreeing to this. Here's, here's what should happen. Here's what should happen. It should be the most points after you're eliminated for the playoffs. So you can't tank. Right. And if you get, if you're one of the last teams eliminated, you're still going to lose that. And you're still going to have a, like the 15th pick because you only played two or three games eliminated. If you you're the Canadians, you got a head start on everybody because you got eliminated first. That's and then right. You got, yeah, yeah. There's no incentive to do this. I know, but it's, the, it's clearly the oh, better way to do it. It's definitely fun. And it's better for the fans. It's better for the players. It's better for everybody. Yeah. It's better competitively, but you could also just hand the shittiest team the best players so that they get good again, mm -hmm. which is what the NHL but, wants to do. I don't know why they parody. just do that. But you're adding drama to the regular season, which I think is good. I agree. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I think it's a very good, it's a very fun idea. Yeah. Sure. But, I look but, at the NBA and how they added the play-in tournament. 
how uh, they have the now it's it's one through ten who make the playoffs and the eight through ten compete for the play enter. Them adding that fun little thing on a whim, not through CBA negotiations, just kind of hey, we're gonna toss this in. Now we have a whole new playoff format. I wish the NHL would do something fun like that. And this little new way to determine the draft pick is a fun little interesting wrinkle to the season. I was about to say, Jesse, like look, you look at like the Coyotes heated up a little. So did the Habs. So have the Sabres. Like, the worst teams in the league are not losing every single game 6 1, mm-hmm. like the 14 15 Sabres and Leafs and Coyotes. And there was another team in there as well, Oilers. Um, but next year, a little wrinkle in all this Connor Bedard. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be some shocking tanking for yeah? Connor Bedard. Oh my God. The Coyotes. Because if you. So, so then don't this, tell me that you need a salary cap for parity, people. this was the big thing Good about the, the McDavid draft is it wasn't the McDavid draft. It was the McEichel draft. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you don't get McDavid, you got Eichel. If you don't get Bedard, you get Mitch Cobb. Mm. But because of the triple lottery, it becomes a little murkier. But you still have a good shot at getting one of them. It's. I think next year is going to be real bad for tanking. Mm-hmm. Coyotes. Okay. Coyote. They we already have happening. all the picks. We know what's happening. They already have all the picks and no players. Like. And they're going to do it again. No, they, they were not going to do it because Harry Sateri is going to win them a cup. <laughs> That's you know, how it's going to happen. I'm glad they got him. I think he's going to like play the final five games of the season and win them all. Um, I'll never be unsalty about that. I, I'm, here's what I'm, I, I found this headline perplexing, and then we can go to the press conference, okay? Sure. Marion Hosa to officially retire with the Blackhawks Thursday. <laughs> so what? I, I had to wrap my head around that as well. Can you explain that? Well, so he played his last game with the Blackhawks. So why on earth wouldn't he have already retired a Blackhawk? It's because they traded his contract to the Coyotes. Oh. Underrated ghost of how the long, Coyotes. How long ago did it expire? Uh, it was a few years ago. It was a few years ago. Dude, they Why are we officially retiring Datsuk now? and Pronger and Hosa. I, I'm going a completely and... different direction with this conversation than you are. Oh. Yeah. I don't understand why they're retiring were... him now. He's 43. He hasn't played in five years. No, I think he's con- retiring from the NHL. Like, I, he retired he's relatively not. recently. Yeah. Because yeah. Hosa? Yeah. He was because... allergic to his own equipment. No, he's no. retiring now. He stopped playing. Yeah, that doesn't mean he's like it. So you mentioned earlier the debate from that thirty-two thoughts is having about who's going to be the last player from the twenty. Uh, what is it? What twenty-eight two thousand three two thousand three draft to be in the NHL? The correct answer is going to be Shea Weber because Shea Weber's contract is going to outlast everybody. Illegal so he's contract. technically not going to retire until, until that contract expires. So Marion Hosa technically is not retired from the game of hockey because his contract played out and then he never officially retired. Guys, so now he gets to retire. Guys, he played his last game in 2017. Yeah, but contract got to play He's out. been retired. When, you, when you did have, his contract expire? You have to fill out paperwork to retire. I have an answer. You, ask me again. When did it expire? Last year. Yeah, there you go. So they signed a bullshit contract. Yes, they did. Yeah. Hosa and Weber both have contracts that are currently yeah. illegal. They're not allowed anymore. Yeah, uh, but they Weber's, still exist. Weber's was 14 years, mm-hmm. which is why it's still going. And Hosa's was twelve. Yeah, Weber's not gonna can't retire until like four years from now. How did Ottawa lose Marion Hosa in the first place? They that goes traded like- him to the Thrashers for 
Danny Heatley, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah, it's, it ended up going worked, not so bad for them. Yeah, it worked out okay for both of them. Uh, Marion Hosa, by the way, uh, he had 1,134 points in 1,300 games. Hall of Famer, 529 goals, 609 assists. Three cups. Three. Yeah. He's Hosa, a Hall of Famer. Hosa's a Hall of Famer. Three cups and people like him. Yeah. Currently works for a front <laughs> office. Okay. I just thought that that was a weird headline, and the NHL is weird. You know what? Can they not just... Here's what, here's what I think. If you have a contract that's illegal, right? Mm-hmm. And can't you just unofficially retire, do the ceremony, and continue to collect your no, paycheck? No, you have no. to fill out like official paperwork with the NHL. Alan would be great to talk about this with, but like, there's a process you got to go through to retire, and he can't do it until his contract expires. <laughs> it's stupid. Oh, it's silly. <laughs> like, it's we're, we're just telling you the rules that are stupid. Just keep paying him and let him retire. On no. I, He should have had his ceremony in 2018. That's when he should have had it. The NHL <laughs> is wrong about a wide array of things. Capping contracts at eight years and basically seven, mm-hmm. they were correct. No, they they were saving it from, from saving themselves from themselves. Yes, but like I'm if, reading, I'm reading by the way the Ken Dryden book on Steve Monador, which okay. besides being a very tough story to to absorb, he he Ken Dryden even says the NHL had to do this, and he he talks about it and how Gary Bettman really re, like actually gained power in the NHL in the 04 lockout, and he said one of the things they had to do was cap cap these contracts because NHL GMs and NHL owners could not save themselves from themselves. No, they couldn't. They could well, not do it. They that had one, to do this. That was the 2013 one. Right, and that was pre-lockout, right? Pre the second lockout. This was... No, this was the what the NHL came out of the 2012-13 lockout with was the cap on contract length. That's why you saw so many deals, so many of those ridiculously long deals signed right before. So Parise, Suter, Oh, and that's how we got a Weber, 12-year deal. Yeah, Hosa, Duncan Keith, um, like very Luongo, very few of those deals. Oh, Datsuk, I believe, Zetterberg, I think. Very few of these deals made it to the end of the deal. So for the last four years, Marion Hosa has been paid a, a million dollars a year. And that's why they had to fix the uh, how contracts tank at the end. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. Remember, so that was a debate. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I'm allergic to my equipment. And people called shenanigans. And people go, yes. well, how dare you call shenanigans because he has this condition. Yes. Okay, two things can be true. He has a condition, and also he stopped playing exactly when it when his contract was designed for him to stop playing. It's It was designed that way so much so that the NHL made the makeup of his contract illegal. You cannot sign a player to the contract structure of Marion Hosa's contract. I would, don't tell me there aren't... Don't tell me it's weird that I'm like, what's that smell? Well, I thought it was weird at the time, too, because it's like all of a sudden, this guy that just scored 60 points last year is illegal to his... Or is, is, uh, is allergic to his, his equipment? All now? Like, I, now? I believe it. Like I believe NHL he players was. play through heinous things I've all the agreed, time. Agreed, but it's possible that he played through it, and then it became no longer worth it for him to play through it. Financially, it wasn't. Yeah, there it is. You already have. I mean, he made seventy-five, eighty million dollars over his career. Yeah. What do you need a million bucks to be allergic to your equipment for? The, the Blackhawks window is closing. I no longer make any money. 
my ass hurts. And he still, he still gets his money. <laughs> like the, yeah. the money things, he's like he's still getting it no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. He is. Yeah. So. Thank you, Coyotes. Yep, here you go. Wow. And they, they are probably not paying that. It's probably insured. Oh. Yeah. That's probably. Cat Friendly doesn't feature that. Right. That's why I didn't want to take on the Shea Weber contract because it's only partly insured. Oh, add Brian Little to the list of ghosts. Who? Yeah. Oh, an insured contract, dude. Like, they've had a staggering amount of players who will never play for their organization. Can I hit the button? Yeah, please.